Welcome to another edition of Charters Unleashed. Jake Abner and Dan Wolfenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, AG1, or Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolfenstein, you know, there's something about Raiders Week that just gets you extra hype. But if there wasn't enough pressure on the Chargers already for their first divisional game of the 2023 season, just days away, Chargers getting back to two and two before a bye after the way that this season unfortunately has started for them would be huge. So there's a lot we have to discuss today. Yes, uh, we are live now on ESPN Radio, by the way. You can find us there on Friday afternoons, evenings on ESPN Radio in Southern California. Jake, this is no hyperbole. This is a inflection point for this Los Angeles Chargers team just four weeks into the season. And we're going to get into kind of why and how important this is and the ramifications of it. So many layers to this week and what happens with a win or a loss. But Jake, before we get to that, let's hear about our friends over at Aura before we talk all things Week four, Los Angeles Chargers win or die, so to speak, <laughs> here on Chargers Unleashed. Have you ever Googled yourself and were shocked to see your personal information exposed on one of those public listing sites? <gasps> Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. And brokers everywhere are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. So let Aura handle that for you. You could try Aura for up to two weeks using this link that we're going to put up here on the screen. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you cannot see. So make sure to check out Aura.com backslash Charters Unleashed to get a 14-day free trial and see if your personal information has been leaked online. Now, Jake, and listeners, viewers, all of you, before we get into anything, we will have, and we do have, the full game breakdown, offense versus defense on both sides, predictions, bold predictions, you name it, uh, on Chargers Unleashed on YouTube. Be sure to follow us there. But Jake, we're here. Week four, inflection point. We talked about it. We went into this season, Chargers fans, national pundits, critics everywhere, knowing the stakes that were here for this Los Angeles Chargers team and the pressure and expectations and the hot seat that many players, coaching staff are on. And they wouldn't even admit it. Then week one, <laughs> lost to Miami in a very close game. Week two, lose to the Titans. The hot seat's getting hotter. The pressure, the criticism, it's all there. Escape week three against Minnesota with a victory. And now with all the expectations, again, like we're talking playoff win at minimum. We're talking divisional round at minimum or else. Chargers now are one and two. Whole season ahead of them if they can get a win versus the division rival Las Vegas Raiders this Sunday. I cannot express how big this week is. Jake, you have been on record saying week two was a must win. Then week three was a do or die must win. 
this one, <laughs> this is a early season moment, season-defining moment for the Los Angeles Chargers. Will they respond? Jake, from your perspective, what are some of the biggest ramifications? Let's start optimism first. Biggest ramifications, what it would mean if the Chargers get to 2-2, two and two, smack the brakes off of the Las Vegas Raiders, get into the bye with the whole season ahead of them. What would that mean? Dan, I'll get back to your criticism about the Raiders here in just a second. But in terms of let's staying on the positivity side of things, what could it mean for them to get 2-2 two and two before the bye and the... the the hardest matchup that they'll have after the bye in terms of consecutive games between the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs at that point. But you get to two and two after you stumbled through your first two games. Miami obviously has just proven to be an absolute offensive buzzsaw for anybody. The Chargers have been the closest team to stick with them through the first three weeks of the season. So that is saying something. But to go out against the Tennessee Titans, which essentially kept the Ryan Tannehill franchise quarterback conversation alive for one week. And you allowed him True. to go 20 to 24 for 250 plus yards in that game. And then you see what he did in weeks one and three. And you think to yourself, this chargers defense couldn't get some semblance of that. That was, that was a big pill to swallow after week two. You come back in week three in Minnesota. Obviously there was a lot of great play from Justin Herbert in the offense. They were humming some controversial decisions, but Regardless, they ended up escaping that situation with a win, got in the win column. Now you sit at one and two. I've always said, Dan, winning divisional games is the first step towards making the playoffs. And this obviously from the Chargers standpoint, coming up the their first divisional uh, game that they have this upcoming week against the Raiders, which is a game that facing them twice a year is not always a guarantee that you're going to beat them 2-0. They have proven that. The last two years. It's the AFC have, West. It's the AFC West. It's the AFC West. The Chargers have, and the Raiders have basically split over the last couple of years. So they always play each other tough. Nobody should be looking at this game, despite how J- Jimmy Garoppolo may be playing, despite how the running game for the Raiders may be playing, despite how the defense may be playing for the Raiders. Nobody should be looking at this as a blowout victory for the Chargers. They have proven that they can make mediocrity look really, really good. <laughs> that is, they being that the Chargers. They that being is the Chargers. for sure. Yes. So nobody should be overlooking this game in the least. But you get to two and two. Again, you can't... It, it, you play who's on your schedule. And regardless of its, if it is against a 0-3 team and a 1-2 team, you're getting the victories that you were expected to get. And this is the crucial time for you to get them. So you get to two and two. You get to the bye. You can hopefully get a couple guys returning from injury, take that week off, give, give Kellen Moore some extra time to prep for the Dallas Cowboys and that pivotal matchup that will take place in week five. Dan, it's huge because it really is a course correction as far as where everybody thought that this Chargers team could be possibly falling to 0-3, and then you're sitting there in a position where you could be right back in the thick of things. You mentioned course correction, and that's a great term for this starting off the season the expectations the hype everything around this being year three of brandon staley's scheme things should click you've got you know justin herbert's mega contract the you know draft picks galore eric kendrick's back on the team this is the year quote unquote and then to start off oh and two or one and three now get granted 
You've gone up against two of the top three NFL offenses, Chargers being one of the top three, Miami and Minnesota, two of the top three offenses, the NFL. So (laughs) say what you will. That hype and that excitement has turned to a microphone of criticism from everyone all over the place, nationally, locally, fans. And a lot of people are questioning if this team is for real. And week two, it got pretty loud. Week three, the Chargers escaped, <laughs> snatched victory for the Jaws of defeat. There's a lot of people that are looking to silence some critics here. And that's what two and two would do. Now, will it completely silence them? No. Will Absolutely it, not. Will it lower the volume a bit? Will it kind of kick that can down the road? Slightly. Yes. I I think where I go with this, Jake, is that the difference between two and two and one and three, like, you know, statistically, it's one game. But emotionally, nationally, headlines, if the Chargers go one and three, the noise of fire or let go or trade blank is going to get audibly blaring. If they go one and three, the people who are wanting to let go of a certain head coach because of performance or wanting to trade some defensive players because it's not necessarily working because the defense isn't quote unquote working or let go of a general manager. All of these topics are going to get magnified if they lose going into a buy, you have two weeks of having to sit with a loss versus a division rival, a one in three team, not meeting expectation. Like all of that, that's going to be incredibly toxic. They can't have that. Like, I don't necessarily think the like winning moves the bar much, but losing moves the bar so far down that, you really don't have I don't want to imagine what local national Chargers coverage will be for two weeks if they somehow lose a game to the Raiders that they 100% should win good teams win the games that they should if they lose this one Jake oh it's gonna get ugly first of all the criticism for the Chargers, regardless how well they may be doing, regardless what their record is, regardless who they're playing that week, the criticism is never going to go away with this team until work is done in the playoffs. Let's just get that out of the way, number one. Number two, as I had said weeks ago, the Chargers have to change the narrative around them. And that is the easiest way to do that and quickest way to do that is... To win, to win, and be able to string wins together. The Chargers have an opportunity to do that, regardless of who the opponent is on the opposite side of the field. Not to Dan's point, there's a big difference between two and two and one and three, especially when you're talking about getting to the playoffs in a crucial must have it year for a number of different individuals, most notably Brandon Staley. Obviously, from giving the contract to Justin Herbert, you'd like to see him get back to the playoffs and secure his first playoff win of his young career. But yes, Dan, 
everything that, that you look at from this standpoint, the Chargers should win this game. But the Chargers have been known to play down to their opponent historically in certain situations. Like I said earlier, make mediocrity look really, really good for an afternoon. And you just can't afford a stumble like this. And I say that strictly from the standpoint of you have to do your best to keep pace with the Chiefs because the Chiefs' next few games are... It's probably going to be the easiest pocket of their entire schedule for who they have to go up against. So you have to do your best to stay up to pace with them, especially when you end up facing them. And you have to be able to string enough wins together that ultimately are going to make the playoffs. Now, the Titans' loss was a big bump in the road that you have to find a way to overcome. This Raiders game is another one that you cannot afford to let that slip through your fingers. Dan, I think regardless, win or lose, the national narrative of what the Chargers do is not going to change that much, but they need to win the games that they are supposed to win. Simple as that. I think the tempering of the narrative is what I'm referring to. Like, you're right. You're 100% correct that until they win a playoff game, everyone's going to just wait for the other shoe to drop. And I get it. I understand why. The Chargers team has not been able to finish largely in over a decade. I I get it. But the momentum of the negativity was riding pretty high (laughs) through week two. And then it kind of plateaued, maybe dipped a little bit after that week three victory. So we're kind of, if you're thinking a roller coaster, we just clicked up all the way. We're starting the descent, that really big fall towards positivity. But if they lose again, that descent's going to go right back up. And so can they plateau the negativity? Can they bring it down a bit? Or will it continue to just skyrocket? That's kind of the major question. And you look at the game, right? Again, we'll do the major game preview. You can find that on Chargers Unleashed on YouTube. But if you look at the game, the Raiders are reeling. Josh Jacobs has been a shell of himself. There is headlines galore of Raiders stuff that is everything but the game. You've got players saying that their head coach shouldn't even be there. you got players talking about not having a winning culture. Devontae Adams is now rumored to have trade value other places. Like, they're reeling right now. That defense hasn't been great. The offense isn't scoring. The Chargers should beat this team. The Chargers have a better team than this in all aspects, including the defense. Now, statistically, no. But you look at the Chargers' defense. Taylor Jones is not on that Raiders team. They got Max Crosby. Tyree Wilson. Who else are you really scared of on that defense? On offense, Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown six picks in two games. Josh Jacobs has rushed for nothing compared to what he had before. They're literally, I think he has like 2.9 yards per attempt right now. Like, that's brutal. So, Devontae Adams, (laughs) Max Crosby, and Josh Jacobs. Those are like the three guys that, in my opinion, the Chargers have to worry about. Now, again, we've seen this. All the Chargers got to do is just contain Tyreek Hill. All the Chargers got to do is make sure that Justin Jefferson doesn't get behind them. All they got to do is make sure they don't give up the long ball behind them. They still do it. So, I'm not saying this is an easy thing to do. No. But this Raiders team is 
they, they don't have Super Bowl aspirations. They just don't. So, just, just remember what desperation can do to a team, Dan. On both sides, though. Like, that's on not, both, that's what I'm saying. On both sides, but that is an attitude that the Chargers have to play with. Now, I kind of take the same type of mentality because you look at the Bengals victory over the Rams this past week. Not a pretty game for Joe Burrow. He's still reeling off of his calf injury, and he knows that he didn't even play well. But it's just getting in the win column just does wonders for that locker room and, and changing the attitude. Now, the good teams can build off of that and be able to make a run. The Chargers have to come into this week and weeks following to try to build and improve on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So to your case, as far as, you know, the Chargers have allowed 29 explosive plays, whether we're talking on the ground or through the air over the past three weeks. That is a stat that is not flattering in the least. And when you allow two of those plays to take place against one of the more anemic offenses in the NFL and the Tennessee Titans, that's going to raise a red flag. And when you have Devontae Adams, who is still, regardless of who his quarterback is, one of the best wide receivers in the league, and Jacoby Myers has actually proven through the first three weeks to be a compliment number two for him, you you can't discount this whatsoever. And Dan, from an offensive defensive standpoint, you say you talk about Max Crosby. He's tied for the league lead in pressures with 19. And he always gets up for Chargers games. So he can be a one-man wrecking crew when he needs to be. And everybody knows what Raiders week means when they play the Chargers. And regardless of what side of the coin you are talking about and what team you're representing, this is going to be a tough game. It's probably going to finish the rest of the way that the Chargers games have finished this season and come down to the very last minute. I said earlier this week that I'm going to hire a cardiologist to come to my house on Sundays when the Chargers play because I feel like I need it every damn time. And you're probably going to see a closer game than you probably would have expected, but that is Chargers football. But Dan, to your point, you said it earlier before the Minnesota game, by any means necessary, just get the win. Get to two and two. How do you get there? Doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, I misspoke before. 2.4 yards per attempt for Josh Jacobs. 36 yards per game rushing for Josh Jacobs, who just got paid, by the way. 15 points per game, this Raiders team, 30th in the NFL. 30th. 32nd. Dead last with six interceptions thrown. Now on defense, 24th in scoring. 30th in completion percentage, Jake. They're giving almost 75% completion percentage. And also, by the way, almost 26 points per game allowed. You mentioned the Max Crosby stuff. They blitz 27% of the time, 16th in the NFL. But they just get home... 4.7% 4.7% of the time, which is 26th. So it's a big matchup. Chargers, they got Justin Herbert. They've got all of these guys. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. They've got Quentin Johnson, Josh Palmer. Like, how is that going to shake out now? We'll see if Austin Eckler's there. Rashawn Slater, Trey Pipkins, big opportunities for them. On defense, we've talked about it. Can this team stay connected? Can they prevent the explosive plays and third down penalties That's the recipe for success. Can you prevent explosive plays and get off the field? We're going to get way more into the official game preview, get into all the matchups, the bold predictions, the actual predictions of this game 
on Chargers Unleashed. You can find us over there at Chargers Unleashed on YouTube. Again, like Jake said, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you find. But that's going to do it here. Jake, this has been fun. I'm very nervous about this Los Angeles Chargers game. Week four, pivotal for Brandon Staley, for Tom Telesco, for Justin Herbert, for the fans. Can they temper the noise? Can they silence the outside noise? And can they get the W by any means necessary? That's all that matters. Get to two and two, into the bye, get some horses back, and let's rock. For Jake Hefner, Dan Wilkenstein, Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.